0: Using surveys to guarantee that your project is a success on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by ConvertKit, the ultimate list building, tagging, and segmentation tool. To find out how ConvertKit can change your business and double your profits, go to servdomastercom ConvertKit today.
1: Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss, and start living your retirement dreams now, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host.
0: The last couple of episodes, we've been talking a lot about Choosing the right product and working your way up the business pyramid, working your way up and designing a strategy that's guaranteed to make you successful. One of the biggest mistakes that we can make is to allow luck to become a major factor in our business decisions. Unfortunately, it's more common than you think. Most people, most businesses, most ideas, luck is their main factor. And as you know, you can control luck rather than letting it control you the more we remove luck from the equation and replace it with our own efforts the better. The perfect example of this is something I experienced when I was living in England in my late twenties. I went to England, I was living in a small town around twenty-six, twenty-seven, around that age, maybe twenty-five, mid to late twenties and I became friends with a group of guys that would go to the same pub every single night. We'd always go to the same pub and it was one of those traditional English pubs and no single woman ever set foot in there. You'd see a few married women and that's it. Very rarely was total guy's guy pub that women would walk in, look around and go, nope, and walk right out. After I've been friends with these guys for four or five months, one of them turned to us and goes, how can we never meet any women? And I thought to myself, well, how could you possibly meet women when you go somewhere there's no women? That's insane. If you want to meet women, you have to be somewhere where there actually are women. If you want to see a cow, you have to go to a farm. You have to go to a place where they actually are, where they actually exist. So he had the complete and total ability to to alter his fate. If he wanted to meet more women, all he had to do was go to a different bar where women weren't afraid to walk into. Instead of going to this, you know, men's, man, horrible pub, he could have gone to like, you know, a wine bar, a cocktail bar, just anywhere that wasn't intimidating and horrible for women. He thought it was luck when his friend, who went to a different bar all the time, had a new girlfriend. He goes, wow, you're so lucky you always meet the best girls. People who don't understand systems blame luck. And I wanna teach you the systems for designing your business today and remove luck from that equation. And we're gonna use surveys to do it. I say over and over again, find out what people want and give it to them. And the easiest way to find out what people want is to survey them. And there are four points in the marketing process where you can use surveys very, very effectively and very powerfully. And the first point is simply finding out what they want. Send out to your list or to your followers if you have a thousand people, that's amazing. Even a hundred people, you can get some pretty good data if they'll fill out the survey. Now, you're asking people to take a lot of action, so you do have to provide a reward at the end of it. One of the mistakes that a lot of businesses make is to use a financial reward or financial incentive. You want to give away an Amazon gift card, or an iTunes gift card, or something like that. Unfortunately, you're going to get the wrong people filling out your survey. You don't want your survey to be filled out by people that just like free stuff and like money. That's everyone. What you really want is data from potential customers. Now, if you don't have a list, that's okay. We can also buy the data. There are several ways to do it. You can pay someone in your market to mail their email list. That's one choice. Number two, you can run ads. You can run Facebook ads to a survey where you give away something that the list would be interested in. You can even give away a copy of a competitor's product that you bought. You buy someone else's book on Amazon and you give it away as your free gift to their audience to get survey data. There are different ways to get enough people to fill out data as long as you're willing to put in the effort. So we know we can get those people. What we really wanna do is design the actual survey and that's to find out what they want. I wanna ask them a series of questions, find out a little bit about them and there are certain points in the survey we wanna leave open-ended. We don't just want multiple choice because oftentimes we'll get the wrong answers and what we're gonna use this data for is designing our sales process later down the line. We wanna ask questions like, what's holding you back right now? What's your biggest limitation? Why aren't you where you want to be? We want to find out really those three stages of the sales process. Where are you right now? Where do you wish you were? What's keeping you between those two points? Why aren't you where you want to be? And how would you feel when you get there? Those are the four questions we really want to delve into. And the more we can get people to do long form answers, the better. If you're in the weight loss niche, you want to find out what's holding you back from losing weight. Why are you stuck where you are? We want to find out where are you right now? How much weight do you want to lose? What do you want to look like when you finish when you lost that weight? How you feel when you've lost that weight. The language we can get from people will tell us a lot of information. Maybe you send an email to your followers and you have a thousand people you found and you run an ad or you get them to fill out your survey, however you do, and you discover that they don't want another diet. What they want is an exercise program. Well that would change the direction you go in. And in fact the exact language they may use When they say, oh, I want to melt the fat, you go, oh, I can use melt the fat the next time I write a sales letter. I can use it in my messaging. I can use it in my blog posts because they give you the language they want. The more you use the language people are familiar with, when someone describes their problem, you can use their same language when you describe your solution. That's a powerful way to begin your process by surveying people. If you don't do this process, you're starting out your business on luck. We've talked before about research when I'm designing Amazon products, I look and extensively research categories, keywords, competition, the three C's. If you imagine the keyword starts with a C, the C, three, because they all start with that sound. I look at what people are doing and look at buying behavior, but if I don't have that data, if I'm in a direct response market and I can't do that type of research, that's okay. I can instead do this type of research where I ask people directly, you can post questions on Facebook, do a sponsored post, and just keep running traffic until you get the answers you need, until you get enough answers that the outliers kind of space out. The problem with only getting 10 or 15 answers to your survey is that you won't know who the exceptions are. I saw this amazing comic book that said they surveyed 10 women, and all 10 women said the, mo- the number one thing they look for in a man is a large nose. And they took this survey and put it on the cover of every woman's magazine and go, nothing's more important for a man than a big nose. They ignored the fact that they only had a survey for 10 men and it all, the comic gets very funny. It talks about how it completely altered dating relationships and everyone couldn't figure out what was wrong and men kept trying to get bigger noses and bigger noses and it all boils down to a bad piece of data. If you have a small sample set, your research and your information won't be good enough. That's why you want at least 100 answers and if you can get a thousand that's even better. This is one of the few areas where it's worth it to invest in running ads and spending money, if you have to spend $100 or a couple hundred dollars to get the right data, it's worth it in the long run so you don't spend months or years on a project that no one wants. The second time you can use surveys is when people come to your website, when people come into your process. Let's say you have a product, a fitness product that helps people to lose weight. You can run them through a series of questions before you show them your sales video, before you send them to sales page, say, What's your biggest problem? And you use the four most common answers from your old survey and say, I'm too fat, I hate my stomach, I hate my thighs, or I want to be stronger. And then based on their answers, you show them a different version of your sales message. Which part of your business do you want to build the most right now? That will help you connect your message to your audience, now you can have slightly different versions of the same sales page, but each version connects with a different piece of your audience, so you can use a survey as part of your sales process. This will increase your conversions, increase your sales, and increase the satisfaction of your customers. And again, once they buy your product, they're all getting the same product. You're just focusing on a different benefit of each product. One of my biggest products is teaching people how to launch books on Amazon. Some people want to do it to make money. Some people want to do it to be famous. Some people want to resurrect an old dead book. We all have different reasons we wanna do the same thing. So your message changes in which reason you focus on. So you can talk about how you solve their problem even though your product of course solves multiple problems and helps them in multiple ways. The third point where you can use a survey and connect with your audience is asking them why they didn't buy something. This is very important in your email sequences to discover what went wrong, what was missing, was the price too high, was the product not compelling, does it not solve their problem? Do they not have this problem? Are you emailing the wrong people? Are you running the ad to the wrong people? If you send a bunch of people to a product, whether it's an email list or you're running ads, all the people who didn't buy, you can then send them to a secondary thing and say, I noticed you didn't buy. I wanna know what was missing. I don't wanna waste your time. So tell me why you weren't happy with this message. Tell me why you didn't buy it. Maybe they couldn't afford it. There's nothing you can do about that. Maybe they didn't buy it because they wanted the video to be read by a man instead of a woman or a woman instead of a man. They didn't like that it was a video, they'd rather have a long form letter they could read. It focused on the wrong problem. Whatever those things are, you get more information. The more data you have, the easier it is to make the right decision. So perhaps you have a sales letter converting at 3%, you can use this data, make some modifications or add a secondary sales letter and make it up to 5%. That's a huge difference, nearly doubling how much money you make every single day by doing a little bit of research. The more you connect with your audience, the more you ask the right questions, the more profitable you'll become as a business. Most businesses out there ask a single question. They have this system to determine how good their services are. and They say, at a scale of one to 10, how likely are you rec- to recommend our service to another company? And there are, there are some new companies out there that are trying to compete with this data, but companies pay massive amounts of money for the company that wrote this question. And you've probably seen it. I see it all the time, now that I'm aware of it. And they just ask you this one question. It seems so silly. And even that, they can only get like 5 or 10% of people to even click an answer. But they only consider a 9 or 10 good. Anything below that means they need to work on their process. That's how they measure their success. So they survey you with a single question. You can do the same thing with your audience. What was missing? What was wrong? The fourth time to use surveys is in your email sequences. And this is something that I cover in great detail in the Email Blueprint. It's something more advanced, but it's very valuable. When you create a bunch of sequences, we have different types of product. For example, I have Blueprints teaching you how to start your blog, how to launch a podcast, how to get into email marketing and write successful email campaigns, how to become an affiliate and find the right products to promote and make money promoting other people's products, even if you don't have any other infrastructure, even if it's your first day online, and have products on how to launch your first book on Amazon. So there's five different things, there's five different blueprints you could go to. If I simply said, hey, which are you most interested in? If you have no interest in starting a podcast, me emailing you about podcasts would be a complete and total waste of both of our time. You'd be like, why does he keep emailing about podcasts? I don't care about podcasts, I have no interest in that. If I simply ask you, hey, what do you wanna hear about next? What what are you interested in? Here's the four topics I could write about next. Which most interests you? And in fact, inside of my blueprint members area, I have a survey that says, which blueprints do you want me to release next? Which are you most interested in learning about next? so that I give people what they want. The more you give people what they want, the happier they're gonna to be to work with you, the happier they're gonna to be to spend their money with you. The biggest mistake you can make in marketing is to think that it's a one-way street. I have a message, I'll shout it out to the world and the people that want it will hear it and respond to it. That mindset, that mentality, that one-way street mentality is old. It's the reason traditional businesses are failing, the reason record companies failed because they did not adapt to the internet 20 years ago. Instead of trying to adapt to the transition from CDs to digital music and MP3s, record companies began suing their own customers and accusing them of stealing music. It's the companies that realized a different approach is necessary. The companies like Spotify said, you can have anything you want for 10 bucks a month. They changed the mindset and turned it into a subscription model that's very, very successful, that achieved something great. They paid attention to what the audience wanted. That's why Spotify is so successful, and record companies spend a long time struggling. Traditional book publishers. Many, many of them are shutting their doors, they're consolidating. There are far few traditional book publishers, and right now they're going through a phase where they're really struggling. Now they have a great deal of connection with traditional media, which is why you'll notice the same books over and over again appear in newspapers. If you look at New York newspapers, they're always talking about books by the same publishers. The problem is, Newspapers don't know what they're doing either. Most newspapers and magazines are going out of business whether it's happening slowly or fast It's for a couple of reasons and the number one reason is they don't connect with their audience Something like 12% of Americans trust the media If your job is to be a reporter and no one trusts you you're doing something wrong and the reason no one trusts them is Because they don't care what the audience wants They come in with an agenda. They go. These are the stories. I want to tell and I want to push them. And oftentimes it turns out that there are financial or political incentives behind the decisions that people make for the articles they put in their magazines and newspapers. Every few weeks we hear another story about a a massive article that wasn't fact-checked or where someone paid them to write something or they changed it because a politician told them what to do. There's almost no objectivity in the media anymore. This is why traditional media is really struggling and they don't understand the connection because they don't say, oh, maybe our audience wants us to be honest. They don't ask the audience what they want, they just say what they want. It's why there's such a disconnect when really wealthy reporters who have big TV shows try to talk to regular people who are struggling to make it. They don't know what it's like. They don't know what it's like to be a regular person and they don't ask them so their message doesn't reach them. This is why many, many mediums struggle. They don't survey the audience, they don't connect with their audience and find out what they want. You can step into that gap by finding out what people want and giving it to them. The more you communicate with your audience, People are often surprised that I offer any coaching at all because I do so well from my own books and other parts of my business and other projects I work on with partners and stuff outside the Servno Master sphere. Why do I do this at all? Why do I answer emails myself? Why do I offer any level of coaching? It takes so much time. And the amount I charge versus how much time I give, the ratio is crazy. I need that data, the best survey data, better than anything else is actually talking to people and getting asked those follow-up questions and finding out where they get stuck. I recently was working on a PDF, showing people how to put a form into their Kindles for one of my products. And I sent it to one of my coaching clients and it turned out there was a step missing. I was taking all the screenshots and making, it was, it's a really, really good PDF, but I missed one little step and he was like, I can't figure out what to do, I'm stuck right here. And I realized, oh my gosh, I made a mistake. And I wouldn't have figured that out if I wasn't talking to someone live while they were working on it. Connecting to your audience, ask them questions, following up with them, talking to the people who follow you. This is how you find out what people want. Now, we all have our dream project, the things we wanna be working on the most, but if it's not what your audience wants, you're not gonna make enough money to support yourself, to support your family. Surveys do not have to be expensive. You don't have to spend a bunch of money, on expensive survey and quiz software. There are free solutions and they all work just fine. I've been using free survey software for as long as I've been doing this stuff. There are some very expensive paid survey softwares out there and they're a total waste. They're so expensive. Because right now surveys and quizzes have become very popular. They charge you hundreds of dollars a month. or They charge you per every person who fills out the quiz. I don't really like to do business with anyone who charges me per person who fills out a form because it's ridiculous. It's a false measurement. It doesn't affect their infrastructure when it's on my website, when I'm doing everything internally. No, I do understand with webinar software, when I'm running it through their system, they're hosting a certain number of streams, then it makes sense to pay per attendee. But for anything where it's simply a piece of software on my site and it doesn't call or use any of their resources, it's simply ridiculous. It's just a way of overcharging you. And I never buy products that use that scheme. I don't really like that business model. It doesn't appeal to me at all. You don't have to pay a bunch of money to do surveys. And in fact, you can simply email people a question and say, reply with your answers, simple. Keep it very simple and you can find out what people want and you remove luck and you turn it into a controllable factor. I live on the beach and I'm sure as usual in the background you can hear some noises. There's some birds being really loud and a boat came by a few minutes ago. I'm looking at this beautiful sunrise. I'm sitting on my porch because it was raining for a little while, you might have even heard the rain on a tin roof next door for a few minutes. The people who think I got here by luck limit themselves. They'll never get here too. As long as you think luck is a factor, it's an element you can't control, then you'll never be able to control it. If you realize and understand that my success is the result of intelligence, strategy, manipulating opportunity, asking the right questions and effort, well then you can replicate those same behaviors and thus live on your paradise island as well. Stop blaming luck and instead always think to yourself, how can I control this element? How can I be sure people wanna read my book, research? How can I be sure people want this problem solved first? Ask them. How can I find out why no one bought it? Ask them. People are more than happy to tell you. People love responding to quizzes and surveys and questions and all those things. All you have to do is find out what people really want and give it to them. That's the easiest method for growing your business. Surveys are very very powerful and the more time you spend following me, the more time you spend interacting with me, the more you'll notice the more you'll notice that they're a major part of my business. I always wanna know who you are, what you're thinking, what your experience is. I would never take on a coaching client without seeing their survey first, without asking a few questions to see what their situation is, what kind of goals they have, and then talking to them in person. I wanna get to the next level, but it always starts with a survey. Surveys are great because they allow you to ask questions even when you're asleep allow you to ask questions of thousands of people at a time and then you can find people to talk to on the phone and ask questions. Surveys are a great way to determine your avatar. You may think that your audience is all 25-year-old men and then you send out a survey and it turns out they're all 37-year-old women so you can change your messaging and begin to understand things. Perhaps you think your entire audience is married with two kids and then you discover that it's all single people with no kids. You're moving in the wrong direction. This information is very valuable and will help you move in the correct directions. The more you know your audience, the more you understand them, the more successful you'll be. And this is how you can use surveys to remove luck from the equation and guarantee that your next project is a massive success.
1: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Serve No Master podcast. To find out how you can get a free copy of my new book, head over to servenomaster.com backslash podcasts right now.